Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you today. Wow, did we have a week or what? That was a, that was a week, huh? We talked last Sunday about sinkholes, and I know that you might have, when I used the Sarlacc from Star Trek, I'm Star Wars, you uh, probably were like, oh, this guy's crazy, but that's exactly the kind of experience that we had over the last couple week, uh, the last week, was we had all this stuff happening, and, and it easily could have devoured any one of our lives, so uh, it, it was a really busy week. You sure know, was. Well, I want to introduce you to Ashley. She's my friend. She drives a Mini Cooper. I mean, you could probably tell that about her. She has, you got that Mini Cooper look to you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> um, but one of the things that, you know, with the sinkhole idea, and I think a lot of us are fel- feeling that sense of being sucked down into the news or whatever it is that's going on in America, that um, we need to be intentional about Thanksgiving. And... And, and, and I don't mean just Thanksgiving, you know, that's what we do as Christians, but also Thanksgiving, the holiday. Because the last time I lifted my head, it was like July. And by the time I lifted my head, it's like, well, wait a minute, I, did we have 4th of July? I mean, I know it's, it comes right after 3 and it comes right before 5, but I don't feel like we had the 4th of July. I mean, I, I just kind of felt like the, the number line just pulled four right out of it. And I don't even remember that. Now, I do remember Halloween and Trunk or Treat. That was a blast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I look for things that will keep me out of that sinkhole pit, you know, I was on Facebook because I, in my heart, I'm really a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> um, I, as I was going through uh, uh, Facebook, I noticed you had a post. Uh, and you, you, let me just, right here, yeah, it's this picture of this window, and I, I love the write-up that you put there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it all started with, about a year ago, you got your, like, your first house? Yes. Okay, so tell me that story there. Um, yeah, so I've always wanted to be a homeowner, and God made it happen for us. Uh, we were able to buy our dream home last year, me and my husband, and I just remember walking through and thinking, this is just amazing. Our dream home in our 30s first go around and I imagined all the beautiful moments that were going to happen there and one of those moments were sitting in that window with my coffee, my Bible, and my God and I just really wanted to soak him up and uh, I realized this week that a year had went and I never did that. So I decided Thursday morning to get up and actually make good on that thought and that's what came of it and my post. And, uh, and that's a big deal because we all look through windows, and that's what we're doing, whether we're looking at our phones or whether we're on looking at the TV or maybe how people are acting around the country. We're, we're looking through windows, and there's so many of those windows are being decorated for us. The news, uh, social media is decorating that window so that we look out those windows with a little bit of despair or maybe some bias in a negative sense. So um, what you decided to do was to establish a godly bias Mm -hmm. and make it a Thanksgiving window. Absolutely. And uh, sitting in that window, I was reminded of how thankful I was last year before all this happened. And it was a domino effect for my whole day. So um, I really encourage everyone to just take a few minutes and establish a space in your home or mm-hmm. outdoors so that you can retreat 
and really focus on what the season is about and try to keep that up all year long if you can because we could all use that every day, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm actually putting Christmas lights up already. Okay, so yeah, you don't, you don't want to be my neighbor, but I, and I've stepped up the game. You know, if you need a little counseling on this, uh, the spotlights that are out now, the LEDs, they're um, IP66 or 68 rated. If you're a light guy, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm ready to go. But I, I, you also had some ideas. You're an interior decorator, and um, there's an A on the end of decorator, that you... Um, any ideas? Tell us a couple of ideas. Yeah. Um, so if it's the holidays or just any old day of the week, you don't have to go out and spend $100 on decor. There's just really a few things that you need. Um, a candle is always good, whether it's one or 20, depending on how much you want to immerse yourself in the flicker. Um, a scented candle is really great because we all know scent is tied to memory, so you're really creating some ambiance there. Um, floral. Uh, festive if you want or just just your typical swag wreath really adds a lot of warmth and depth to your space and um, a nativity scene I actually have mine up all year round because I think it's really good to see that every day when I'm walking through my hallway I see Mary holding Christ and Jesus supporting her and that's just a just a great remembrance for me um, and then another thing that I would really encourage everyone to do is whether you have a 12-person dining table or just a coffee table, set that table once a week with your family. Put plates and real cups and real silverware down, no Mountain Dew cans. Light a candle and spend some time with your family. Yeah. Well, those are great ideas. Let's give Thank it up you. for Ashley today. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I loved it. When I saw it on Facebook, I, was, I just loved the intentionality of it. And if we're going to survive in our cultural uh, situation, whether it's COVID, elections, finances, whatever it is, we are going to have to be intentional about concepts like Thanksgiving. We are really going to, we can't just hope it happens. We have got, so if you go to my house today, I've got Christmas lights, they're all, they're in the dining room getting pulled out to see how they're going to look, and I'll lay them out. But I also got four cans of roasted chestnuts ready to go into a stuffing at the end of the month. And, I'm, so, and the reason why I don't doing this is because with all the news, with all the other stuff, it's like the sinkhole of sar, the sarlacc, and, and it just wants to gobble you up. We need to be intentional about Thanksgiving in our lives. So we've been talking about living with din, that noise that you hear in a nightclub that, or a bar or a restaurant that's really loud that you got to talk over, with, over all the time. It interferes with your communication, with your relationships, with resting because there's a constant noise. And I think we have kind of are, are going through that right now. There's this constant noise and if it hasn't happened yet, it, it probably will happen soon to you. But that din becomes that um, disturbing internal noise of the soul, where you just, you know, you're laying in bed at night and you're just staring at, at, at the ceiling or you're just not able to relax. Maybe you're a little bit more snappy than you normally are. Maybe you've given up on working out or uh, pleasant conversations or just having just pleasant types of moments and you've allowed all the noise, noise to crowd out the good noise that may be happening around us. So when it comes to noise, we do a lot to offset it. I'm a grandpa and I... Um, have experienced over the last couple of years with my daughters and their kids this white noise thing. 
you know, we didn't have it growing up, but you know, that if a baby's sleeping, you have this little device you can buy, it can be a, just a little fan, or it can actually buy a device that makes noise, like ocean noises or, you know, white noise behind you. And when my daughter Morgan comes to town, she brings two dogs with her, and they're pretty yappy dogs. So when they go to bed at night, in order not to wake up everybody in the house, we have to deploy these white noise devices to cr type to make a noise so that we don't hear noise. But it's funny that if you're not careful, you're constantly adding noise to another layer of noise to another layer of noise. And it just gets louder and louder, even though you're trying to drown out bad noise, that now you've, the overall volume, the din has been raised and just so that you don't hear the things that are going on around you. So back in the ancient 1970s, there was this gentleman, Amar Bose. He was an MIT engineer and professor. And he was on a plane, probably a 707, and as he was on this airplane, he noticed all the noise that was going on around him. They had little headphones to watch the in-flight movie, uh, but he constantly couldn't get the noise of the airplane out of his head. So, he started to develop concepts of noise-canceling technology. He wanted to devise some way to cancel out the noise of what he was hearing around him. So he began the process of thinking from an from a engineering standpoint, how do I cancel out noise without increasing the overall volume or putting earmuffs on, and then you, there are some noises that you should hear. There are some things that we should be hearing in our lives. But unfortunately, though he had the, the uh, theory of it, back in 1970, if you were there with us, um, the tech wasn't there, the batteries weren't there, there wasn't the ability to put all that into a head, headphones. But by the 1980s, 1990s, after investing about $60, 000, $60 million in the technology, he developed what is now called the Bose headphone. And as a result of it, you can listen to music or your podcast, and it will do noise canceling. Now, I don't know, I, that just seems, just the phrase noise canceling, I really couldn't wrap my head around it, and I started thinking about how could he possibly cancel noise? I mean, there's a lot of things, noise I'd like to cancel out of my life, but how do you actually come up with a device that's gonna have the capability of doing this? Well, he actually did come up with a device that does this. So I did a little research on it, because I wanted to see if it had, I love it when science and, and, and Bible kind of go hand in hand together, and, and it did. It really came, it's, it's absolutely brilliant what this man came up with and how it correlates to life, particularly our soul life. So I, I wanted you to watch a little explanation on how noise-canceling technology actually works. It's amazing, let's watch. See, every sound travels in the form of a wave, also called a sound wave, and each one is different. This is a sound wave of me saying hello, and here's goodbye. See, they're different. Now, if you play both sounds at the same time, goodbye, you get a phenomenon called constructive interference. Constructive interference amplifies sound to make the overall combination louder. It's the same phenomenon you get in a crowded restaurant. As more people come in and start talking, the overall sound you hear is louder. 
But what if instead of becoming a louder sound, it became quieter? In fact, it became so quiet, it was almost silent. That's called destructive interference. And it's exactly what our noise-canceling headphones are doing. Let's go back to those sound waves from before. See, sound waves like light waves have peaks and valleys. Noise-canceling headphones have their own built-in microphone. And when the headphone's microphone detects a sound wave, the headphones create a new waveform that's the total opposite. So for every valley, there is a peak. And for every peak, a valley. What results is the cancelling part of noise cancelling. The waves cancel each other out, and a flat line ensues. Blissful silence. Amazing concept. And I thought it was absolutely uh, just perfect that when he's talking about every uh, valley is, is brought up and every mount, mountain peak is brought low, I, I thought I was going to hear it was like a Bible song or something. And it was just like, wow. And this came from Bose technology. So I love how it explains the whole concept of removing the din around us. They cancel out the noise by creating an inverse wave. I mean, that is just, so these headphones have little speaker, little microphones that are hearing your kids yelling at you, dad, dad, mom, 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 mommy, 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 mom, mom, you know, and, and it hears that and it creates the inverse of that and then cancels out the noise. And, and this spoke volumes to me, and, and that's not an old man joke. I mean, it literally spoke volumes to me. See, we can't wear earmuffs that make it so that we can't hear anything because there are some things that need to be heard. We can't accomplish stuff by just yelling louder. I mean, that really doesn't work. But we can cancel out toxic noise with this idea of an inverted signal of what we're hearing. And that inverted signal is going to be God's word. We're going to be hearing things that are going to be spoken to us from the news, from Facebook, from social media, from people in our lives that are going to speak things towards us. But we're going to find that the Word of God has the ability to invert that wave, whether it's something that your dad said about you when you were 10 years old, when he told you you were no good and you would never measure up and ever, never become successful, you know, or rejected you as a young child. That wave travels into our soul, and a lot of us are still hearing that wave. But the Word of God has a, another wave that's the inverse of that wave that will cancel out that voice of rejection in your life. It's absolutely brilliant. And, and the, the fact that they come up, come up with this stuff, this is great. So, Every fear that you face, every anxiety, every shame, every doubt, every self-loathing can be canceled out by letting God speak into our lives. I mean, we can't eliminate the sources. We can't, I can't make this crowd stop talking. I can't make this person stop talking. I can't make COVID go away. I can't just make racial inequality go away. I mean, these are all things we can work on, but there is always going to be noise in our lives. But I can cancel out the negative effect of what I'm hearing. Every noise that you hear in your life has an inverse wave. 
So I, if you could just let that drop into your heart, because some of us are listening to stuff that has been said to us over and over again, or maybe something, the right something that was spoken to us at a certain time in our lives where we just can't get it out of our heads. And we think that we're going to spend the rest of our lives thinking this way about ourselves. And I just want you to know that there's hope today that God's word has the ability to create an inverse wave that will cancel out whatever was spoken over your life. So this is exactly what's going on with Jesus. Because I, I, it would be nice to have a little Bible to support this concept. Um, this is exactly what's going on with Jesus when we're told in, in the Gospel of Luke that he's taken into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Um, we actually have an example of noise-canceling technology being deployed in this event. Let me, let me read you the event. It comes to us, uh, Luke chapter 4, and, and let me start and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit. And we just need to just hold on, tag that for a second. He was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. Now, I know we use the word devil all the time. And, you know, you know it's kind of like, well, the devil does this, the devil does that, or does the devil really exist? And, and, and you know me, I'm a skeptic. Uh, I mean, I'm, I always, for me, this is a faith journey. I try to use my rational mind to understand the word of God with the spirit of God and try to come up with, okay. So I, I looked into the concept of the devil. And, and yes, there are probably, there, no, there are beings other than human beings and that, that we don't see that are, that are in play and also affect our lives. But instead of going into whether or not he was red and he had horns and a pitchfork or something like that, I want to understand what was the nature of this creature? What is the nature of this, this um, noise that Jesus is about to hear? Because that's really what I'm concerned about. Because it doesn't have to be a creature. It could be a devilish noise that's coming from my family that's coming from my own heart, that's coming from the crowd that's around me. So I looked up devil, and, and um, it's, it's what you probably think it is. It's Diablo is what it sounds like in Greek, but it means this. It doesn't mean the wicked one. It doesn't mean old Slewfoot or Beelzebub or anything like this. It means um, to traduce. To traduce. Now, that's not a word I use a lot. But traduce means this, to transmit maliciously. I'm looking at that. I'm like, oh, my goodness. The devil's a giant transmitter. I mean, that's what he is. He's a transmitter. I mean, let's go back to engineering. He's, he's like a cell tower in spiritual beings. He is a traducer. He is somebody that constantly is transmitting malicious communication to us. As you can see, we don't have to have a, a being that does that, but there is one that does that. But also, there are many places in our lives where there is, there is this traducing going on. We are hearing malicious transmission coming into our lives, things that want to bring us down, things that want us to feel small about ourselves, things that want us to make us feel ashamed about our lives. But the devil is the personification of a giant bad news transmitter. 
So that's where Jesus sits. He's out in the middle of the wilderness. He's been led there in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then all of a sudden, like an old time 1930s radio, you know, the transmitter gets turned up, you know, and, and he's getting turned up real high. And in comes the malicious transmitter. And Jesus ate nothing during those days. And when they had ended, he became hungry. Oh, boy. I, I, I just love the fact that he picked hunger here. Uh, because uh, after, after those 40 days, isn't it interesting that hunger can get you to listen to things that you maybe normally wouldn't listen to? You know, and, and so the devil knows exactly when it is time to turn up transmission in your life. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Here comes the wave signal. Here comes the transmission. You're really not who you think you are. He challenges Jesus' self-identity. Goes right after the juggler. I mean, he goes right after it, and he goes after the issue of, of, of um, identity and also calling in his life. So here comes the thing. But Jesus' headphones have this little microphone pickup. And all of a sudden, what Jesus does, is through the word of God, he inverts the signal, and he speaks something back out that cancels out what the devil said to him. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, man shall not live on bread alone. Boom. Signal canceled out. Am I the only one who loves, loves it when technology and Bible all come? I mean, this is real stuff. It just, it just cancels it right out. And the devil led him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Power. Man, if that can get you to listen to something that you shouldn't be listening to, the, the offer of power and luxury and wealth. And, and the devil said to him, I will give you all this domain and its glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I give it to whoever I wish. Therefore, if you worship before me, it shall be yours. So here Jesus has got, got this signal, and I know sometimes we think Jesus is so, so, so God that he's not so man that this is not a legitimate enticement. I don't think the devil is so stupid that he, he doesn't induce Jesus with something that normally worked on other human beings. I don't think that Jesus lacks all ambition in life. He just knows that this ambition needs to go and be accomplished in a certain type of way that brings honor to his father. So the devil offers him this and the signal goes out and Jesus responds this way. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You're beginning to see a, a pattern of the importance of the word of God. You know, it's not this old book that's no longer relevant for today. Hmm, uh, uh, do we not have malicious transmitters today? Do we not have traducing occurring today? Do we not have Diablo or maliciousness or evil trying to speak into our lives? Whether it's a gossip conversation or whether it's an ambition or responsibility or a moral or a flow of our culture. I mean, do we not still have these transmissions occurring in our life? But Jesus says, responds with the word of God. And the devil led Jesus to Jerusalem 
I love it. Listen to Jerusalem. It's like if you want to get a religious person, take them to a religious place. It's like I'll soften them up. I'll get them to talk because let's go to church. Uh, you know, and that's why when you check out a church, you need to make sure if you're here today, we're glad you're here for the first time, but you need to check out what we believe. Do we believe in the word of God? Otherwise, church can really become the best place for the traducer to speak to you. It really is. Jesus is, I mean, uh, the, uh, the devil is comfortable in a lot of congregations. And there have been times when he's been comfortable here. And I've allowed him to have that kind of success. So when you go to a church, make sure that do you guys, what, what's your inverse signal? Is your inverse signal humanism? Is your inverse signal becoming the best version of yourself? You know, your best version of yourself does nothing to the signal of the malicious traducer. Nothing at all. Or are you becoming everything that God has called you to become? That's where the empowerment is. So the devil gets, hey, I'll know where I soften up Jesus a little bit, get him to drop his guard. And he led him to Jerusalem, and he had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written. So the devil is so smart, he's like, oh, Jesus keeps throwing back these, these signals of God's word, he's like, well, here's what I'll do. I will send him a signal out of his own scriptures. Throw yourself down from here for it's written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And on their foot they will bear you up so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. See, the malicious transmitter tries to use a God wave sign, but even a good noise used out of context is malicious. And we need to be very careful about that. Is that people can use a, a, a signal that sounds really, God just wants you to be happy. God just wants you to be fulfilled as a person. God just wants you to be rich. God, God wants you to have the prettiest wife possible. It's God wants you to be married to the, the, the studliest man in the world. God just wants you to be you. You know, I gotta admit, it does kind of sound biblical. I mean, for a God who creates a garden, they're naked and they're kind of perfect and everything, you know, it's really nice. It, that sounds like, like a theme. And, and so we need to be really careful of that sometimes that the malicious can come from a source that sounds very biblical when it's used out of context. And Jesus answered him and said to this, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he left him until an opportune time, a time when Jesus would listen to the noise. Are you in that kind of time right now? I mean, is, is, that, is that the kind of moment that we're in right now as a culture? When, when you just, this is a time when I will listen to the noise. And I've had a couple of those moments over the last, I don't know, three, four months where I just wanted to say, bump this. You know, where's God? Where's, where's life? Where's America? Where's justice? Where's, you know, and it's just like, I just wanted to strike out and, and you know, you're stocking up on ammunition. You're, you know, putting a bigger stick in the back of your car. And, and you're like, well, what's going on with you, dude? You seem a little bit more hostile these last days. You seem more ready for a fight. It's, it's because there are times in our lives when 
that message can get through us if we don't respond with the word of God. I mean, it's so important that we guard our hearts with God's word. Jesus canceled out every malicious inducement with God's word. How do you think David survived Goliath? With just a stone? No, David, David, when he faced off against Goliath, the biggest mouth that the Philistines could put out, he, he responded with the word of God against Goliath and then threw a rock at him. How did Nehemiah, who was sent by God to go back and rebuild a broken down Jerusalem, how did he respond to Tobias and Sambalat, the, the guys that wanted to keep Jerusalem broken and burnt out, how did he respond to them? He responded by canceling out their message and building God's way. This is how Jesus could, could walk through the middle of a crowd and hear a woman who touches the hem of his garment and speak, speak life to her and heal her from an issue of blood. How, how could he hear all that noise? Remember Peter and the disciples when Jesus stops and says, someone touch me. And, 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 and let's be honest, I mean, yeah, power went out from him, but he knew there was an empathetic moment that took place and that somebody had spoken to him. How did he hear that? Noise cancellation. He busied his mind and his heart with the things that God was doing. And in the middle of a crowd that the apostles laugh at him and say, who touched me? You see the crowd, you see the noise. How could you possibly hear the intention of, of an elderly woman's heart in the middle of this? It's because I cancel out all the other noise. All the praise of the crowd, cancel it out. All the anger of the crowd, I cancel it out. I'd live based upon the word of God, and I hear what God wants me to hear. So do you have that in your life? Do you live in that? You see, small groups and Bible studies and devotion times are not just Christian versions of Tupperware parties and yoga, okay? I mean, that's not what we're doing. We're not just kind of like, well, you've got a Christian version of yoga, and we've got this holy yoga thing over here where we're, we're just going to play Christian music instead of non-Christian music, and we're going to use Christian candles instead of non-Christian candles, and we're going to do it at a church. Instead of, it's like, no, 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 no. This isn't just, just swapping things around. But it's, do we genuinely live in the word of God? That's what we want to do in our small groups. I want to grow in the word of God so I know what the inverse signal is when the devil tells me something, when my heart tells me something, when good people tell me the wrong thing and bad people tell me the right thing. I want to be able to know how to receive the signal that is sent to me. There's one more thing we're going to have to borrow from Mr. Bose in his example of noise canceling, and I asked you to tag it in the, in the passage that we read. The thing that is required for these kinds of headphones is internal power, okay? If you don't have batteries in this thing, it is just a very expensive uh, earmuff. That's all it is. It's an earmuff if it doesn't have batteries. The whole thing works because it has internal power. That's what makes it different. That's what took Bose so long to be able to make it, was getting that kind of power into the device. See, when Jesus responded with the word of God, we were told this, that he was being led by the Spirit in the wilderness. That's 
That's where the headphones get their power. We, we talked about the Word of God. The Word of God without the power of the Spirit in your life is just ethics. It's just morality. I mean, that, those are good things, but that's all they are. Um, but rather, when we have the Spirit of God in us, it creates that ability to hear something spoken to us that doesn't sound just right or what you shouldn't be listening to, and then produce out of your heart, through the Holy Spirit, the right words to respond to that signal emerge from the Word of God. This is, this is really, really important. And as believers in Christ, we need to live with the authority and the power of this, that greater is he who is in us than he, the traducer, who is in the world. Whether you accept the idea of a, a species of creature that's invisible called um, Diabolo or the devil or not, I think we all could admit that malicious transmission we experience it every single day, regardless of the source. And we need to be able to respond to it with the power of God in our lives. In order for all this to work, it requires the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, the Bible, ethics, and morality are just really good earmuffs. That's all it is. Have you ever been around a Christian who uses the word of God without the power of the spirit of God? Don't they end up doing more damage? Killing people left and right, trying to shut up the left, trying to shut up the right. I mean, isn't that, doesn't that, isn't that kind of malicious message what burns down places and things like that? That's, that's what happens when the spirit of God is not taking biblical principles and communicating it for us. It turns, it turns religiously ugly. But God wants us to live with peace, even in the middle of a noisy world. It's not going to stop. The noise isn't going to stop. Who knows what Mr. Trump is going to do, um, whether you like him or not. I see a lot of noise could possibly develop over the next couple of weeks, maybe legal noise. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that uh, there was a lot of people celebrating in the cities around the United States yesterday. And they all didn't have masks on. And so COVID seems to be spiking at a rate faster than it did when we first started this little journey with COVID-19. Well, what am I saying to all that? Is that there will always be the transmission of the negative in the world around us. But we have got to decide to be people that live in the authority that greater is he, greater is, greater is the voice of God in our lives than the malicious transmitter of the world around us. See, this isn't about some stodgy old Bible that seems irrelevant for today. This is about, this is about canceling out the noise of evil in our lives. And the Bible, the Word of God, the Spirit of God empower us to cancel out the noise, especially when you can't stop it. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. Um, if you're a Republican here, how do you handle this moment, okay? Well, okay, if you're a Republican, Clemson fan, Patriot fan, with a bad back, how do you handle this, okay? Because you just had a 
what would be sound from a noise standpoint a bad week? I tell you, I, I don't feel like I had a bad week at all because my God is in heaven. And my God can use anybody to do his will, okay? And, and I had never believed for a second that the other party was more inherently evil than my party. I didn't buy that lie. See, that's a lie. That's an inverse lie. That's a, that's a religious kind of lie is that, okay, all the, I remember people saying that if you're a Democrat, you can't be a Christian. I'm like, who came, who came up with that? That's a lie. You know, so, so my point is this, is that we can't wait on the noise to go right for us. That's one of the things that kind of broke my heart a little bit about the celebrations that were going on in this city, is because, because would it have gone, would, would there have been cheering going on in these same cities? They were boarded up and ready for riots. Would those cheers have been screams and yells and, and riots? See, I don't care who we are, Republican or Democrat, that's not our noise, okay? We get it from God. And, and so, some come January, whatever, the inauguration is, my president, Joe Biden, uh, is going to get my prayers, and he's going to get my support, and, he's, and, and I'm going to lift him up before the throne of grace. Well, you're a Republican. It's like, no, 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 that, that's noise. Don't say that to me. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Greater is he who is in me than is in the world. And the, and the word of God says, pray for those who are in authority over you. Let's say if you're a Democrat right now, you hate Trump. What you do, what you, you do. Don't let your hate become a noise. You should do the same thing I do. Pray for those who have authority over you. See, so we, this word of God issue is really big. The spirit of God being in our lives is really big. I want to read to you in closing Isaiah chapter 40 because it is so, so rich with science and metaphor that God wants us to live with peace even in a noisy world. This verse may have never made sense to you before. It didn't to me. But now, looking at noise-canceling technology, this makes total sense. Listen to it. Let every valley be lifted up, and let every mountain and hill be brought low, and let the rough ground become plain, and the rugged terrain a broad valley. What is that? It's wave sign technology in a geological metaphor. What's God saying? I want to quiet your soul. I want to quiet your soul. I want to get into the valleys. I want to get into those loud noises. I want to, I want to bring you peace. Not as the world gives peace, but I want you to encounter peace. The glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has transmitted it. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Are you listening to that? That's the big thing. I'm not asking you, are you a Christian today? If you died tonight, do you know where you would spend eternity? Those are, those are good questions. The real question is, is, are you listening? Are you listening to God? 
Because I don't care if you have the scream of a cancerous MRI in your ears, if you're facing a divorce, if you're struggling with an internal addiction, if you're unhappy about the political scenario that we're in, or COVID, or lost job, whatever, don't let the noise control your life. Every mountain can be made low and every valley can be made high. And God can give us peace in the middle of any situation. It's like, Paul, why aren't you freaking out? Because greater is he who's in me than is in the world. I never thought Trump was going to change the world. I never thought Biden was going to change the world. I believe Jesus Christ is Lord. And after I've seen what he did to the devil and what he did to the, to the grave, I want his voice speaking into my life. Let me encourage you to rethink about your exposure to the word of God, to the power of God in your life. Heavenly Father, as we enter into this moment of expressions, this time of communion or giving or worshiping or prayer, let it be a time, Lord, when we allow you to cancel out all the other noise, the noise of our physical pain, the noise of our arguments, our relationships, the noise of our culture, the noise of our doubt and skepticism, the noise of a real devil, the noise of the past that were spoken over our lives like a curse and it's only a curse because we have not repelled it with an inverse signal from God so Father today fill us with your Holy Spirit put, put the batteries in us fill us with your Holy Spirit fill us with your life today Lord God lead us back to your word to listen to you. Let me encourage you to come in this moment. Let quietness invade your soul.